You want to kick us off? Uh, sure. Uh, welcome, listeners, to another episode of Hidden in Plain Sight. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Joe. I'm Echo. And I'm Jenny. And today we're talking about humor in the workplace. In person. We're all, all three of us are in the same locations. This is a very special episode. It is. This is actually where we actually had our meeting to actually conceptualize this podcast. So it's actually uh, one month to the year. I was going to say, don't say where we were yeah, recorded. Yeah. We just say we are getting together so we can cut that. Did I say where? No, you didn't. Okay. No, you didn't. You didn't. <gasps> okay. Okay, so humor in the workplace. The reason we're doing this is because we want to do something a bit more lighthearted. Yeah, I think some of the t- topics we've been talking about, microaggressions and stereotypes and all these other things can really like bog us down, right? So this would be just a nice mix for us and really our audience members to really listen in and probably learn about some things that uh, could be funny. I mean, not that th- there's a chance they already know. <laughs> <laughs> and because... We're meeting in person, so we want to make this topic more enlightening to us. And I think we got on the, we landed on this topic because Echo, you were talking about Jimmy Yang, right? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about like what what that clip was, and maybe you can start there. Yeah. So for no particular reason, YouTube started to push Jimmy Yang's uh, <laughs> comedian to my Asian. feed, probably because I'm Asian. Could be your brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all look alike, right? Um, so there was one episode, I believe it was done when he was giving a talk at Google, and that was based on one of his successful portraits of a tech geek in the Silicon Valley, which is a TV show that has been go viral for a while, mm-hmm. um, talking about the, the in and outs for people working in the tech industry. Mm-hmm. Has anybody seen the show? I've, I haven't. You know, I used to work at a startup, so it maybe could be too close. So I, I heard about it. I just didn't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> triggering? Did you see it? I saw it a couple of times or a couple of like episodes. They put a lot of like a humor into like how, what it means to like be a startup and raising the fund and losing it, failing it. Oh, wow. um, and it kind of interesting. They also put some of the real name name even though they use like a fake names but people know oh this is like alluded to google this is alluded to like a microsoft mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Okay. uh even like the beginning of the episode they always put up the a map where you see like all the startups literally like putting the prototype in real life oh. to the to the show and in that show that jimmy young was portraying this tech guy i think originally from china shy and kind of weird and not speak too much and even if he does it felt like he's doing some damage to the group Mm. and i found that was uh, quite interesting because it's literally like a reinforcement of some of the stereotypes that people had on asians and how asians work in the tech and then Jimmy Yang responded in that talk, and he felt this is his way to dismiss some of the stereotypes that has casted on the Asian population by portraying it mm-hmm. on the big screen. I slightly disagree because some of the stereotypes that he portrayed was too true or probably like too over-exaggerated mm-hmm. what people will be seeing on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And the way he put it is like, once you're a comedian, you you just portrait it and, and it just mm-hmm. become part of your life. And mm. that's a way that he dismissed some of those stereotypes 
cast it on him. But then I was like, there's also implications yeah. to mm. it, and people gonna see it. For people who are less familiar with those uh, characters, that they will think this is how Asian will behave, and、mm. they will expect、mm. something similar in the in the workplace. So I'm assuming Jimmy Yang is like the only Asian character on that show, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay, so that's a problem.、Mm, yeah, because I've heard like John Stewart and Dave Chappelle kind of say the same with their craft that they everyone is they're looking to make fun of everyone,、mm-hmm. including themselves, and、yeah. no one's safe from from comedy.、Mm-hmm. So it totally makes sense. But there are a lot more black and、uh, white and Jewish comedians than there are Asian comedians, right? So、mm-hmm. sometimes when we have fewer numbers, it's hard to really distance that from like, is it just Their way that they're trying to get into the business, or is it just they're truly trying to be true to the art and really do mean that they are going to make fun of everyone and the, the, the archetypes that are out there? Do you think it would have been better if the show featured like other Asian professionals, Asian Americans who are more versatile, and then one of the characters is Jimmy Yang, like who is kind of a stereotypical nerd? I think that would be much better. Um, you know, is is you said he's the only Asian? In he the was, show? or at least like the, for the selected episode that I've been watching, that、okay. he was the only one. I may have to check it out later. I yeah, that would be nice. Like I feel like a lot of Asian and Asian American,、uh, not only comedians but even like maybe、uh, actors and actresses, probably sometimes feel the same way, right? They have to represent the whole race, and that's so hard to do because. You know, Asians are like fifty something percent of the world's population, so that's、oh, really hard. Oh, really? Fifty percent of the world's population? <laughs> oh, Jenny, you know, come on, no, no, no I, I did not know. I didn't realize it was fifty percent. Probably a little bit more. I、wow. mean, from like probably from west to、uh, west to east, plus uh, uh, Native Hawaiians.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Pi. Yeah. yeah. Don't mess. Don't、yeah. mess with the Asians. <laughs> Yeah, I think even like in that show, there are five main characters, and three of them are white. So,、mm-hmm. and they portray like a very different stereotypes, okay, <laughs> or various stereotypes of white people. A and, range of stereotypes. Yeah,、mm-hmm. so then people might also argue, yeah, like they they all manifest or like exaggerate that to a certain degree. So why do we feel buzzed if this is just one about、mm-hmm. Asian, right?、Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, it just for some reason just get to me. Like I wish there are more variety of that exists rather than just having that one specific one. And speaking of which, I feel like nowadays there are more Asian comedians than there were maybe in like the nineties, or there were we just didn't know of them because、mm-hmm. they weren't given the spotlight or given the time and space to actually perform their work. On that note, should we just lift off like some of our favorite comics? They can be Asian, they could be non-Asian. Sure,、uh, I can start out first. <laughs> One of the my favorite、uh, comedians growing up is actually George Carlin. Oh,、uh, you're going old school. Old school, like I, the stuff from his like the '70s and '80s. Even though I wasn't even born yet,、mm-hmm. uh, I saw that in the '90s and I thought it was hilarious. His like anger and his rage and his rationality and how he brought things back. I didn't know this at the time, but I, I realize now that he's just a really good writer, and he made like a lot of really interesting sense and interesting points. Not all of them I agreed with. 
but I got a good laugh out of it. Mm-hmm. And I sensed his humor and I sensed his like, like urgency and wanting to educate people as well too. And I thought it was, uh, I thought it was great. Kind of same thing with, um, oh gosh, I was going to say, not, not Robin Williams. I was going to say the same thing with uh, Dave Chappelle. Mm. That's yeah. so weird because Robin Williams was one of my top ones. Now it was just oh. on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I, I didn't know he was a comedian. I know yeah. he was a yeah. good actor, but good actor. Well, it was so weird because you, I associated him with like all these like Disney films and like these like you know PG TV like family movies. Mm-hmm. And then if you watch his stand up, it's so dirty. Yeah, oh, really. It's just yeah. like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Robin Williams is dropping the f bomb. Yeah. It gives you a, a different perspective of where the genie's coming from, yeah. reference to Aladdin, of course, yeah. <laughs> from yeah. time to time. What yeah. about you, Echo? Who are your, some of your top comedians? So it's so interesting we talked about this because growing up, like stand-up comedy wasn't the same, like in my past life prior to the States, because that wasn't the same like in China either, because it just started to become, thing. yeah, it mm-hmm. just started mm. to become more more popular in China now. Like mm-hmm. actually there's a, TV show that has dedicated to the stand-up comedian where like all the people will come there and compete and so this mm-hmm. is all broadcast to like um, uh, the wider audience these days but I also know like um, I how I get to know this is um, there are some like episodes that I saw on YouTube and because the algorithm they recommended to me like Jimmy Yang example and also mm-hmm. Ali Wong I do think yeah. I like some of her jokes uh, back then when she just get out. Um, in, in, this is like before she become like a famous as like an actress and do more things these days. Yeah. And I also quite uh, I catch the 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 two scene that Ducky just mentioned on what we consider as like a good comedian. One is make you laugh, of course, they're comedian. Yeah. The second one is you also get something out from it. It's mm, either yeah. educational or something that you make you think more about that topic so for anyone like i I think there's some episodes she mentioned about the the way that he she thinks about marriage where the the thing that she thinks about um as a woman And not necessarily as an Asian woman, though. That's probably something that I really see that um, as like an Asian female working in the comedian business, like they usually use their identity quite often. Some are either like very focused on like an Asian theme. Some are more probably leaning towards the women or the female as the identity, mm-hmm. which I thought that was quite interesting because you can literally like group all those themes into they talk about their parents. Um, their family drama and how Asians are being stereotypically treated as model minority. Those are probably like three scenes that I've seen people talk about quite mm-hmm. often. Yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I mean, Ali Wong does a really good job balancing that. So she she makes it very, very relatable for the non-Asian audience, but she does also talk about like the difference between jungle Asians and fancy Asians. Which uh, I, found I have so reservations about that terminology. <laughs> Oh, but I guess that's, you know, part of our, like, there's certain things we like and certain things we don't like mm-hmm. about some of these things, right? But I feel like it does put a mirror up, but, you know, I think that's that's part of the comedy. Jenny, what about you? Who are, you, are some of your favorite comedians? Um, I mean, George Carlin is one of them. Yeah. Robin Williams, for the reasons I mentioned, makes you think. I like comedy that, um, or I, I, like, I like comics who are thoughtful and make yeah. you think, mm. rather than comics who just rely on, like, gratuitous humor. Like, people who only talk about sex and dicks. Mm. Usually those comics I don't really like because yeah. I, mm. I find it very, very vapid and kind of empty. Raunchy. 
Raunchy, raunchy. <laughs> but like, you can be thoughtful and raunchy. Like, I think Dave okay. Chappelle is an example of that. So sometimes he gets into the weeds and he talks about something really vulgar. But at mm. the end of his episodes, you're always thinking about, oh, like huh. something yeah. for you to think about. Yeah, yeah. I think Joe Wong is on our list. He's he's actually, I think, a good example of a comedian who makes fun of his Asian side, but not at the expense. Yeah, of I our Asianness. I, I do really like that because I uh, I haven't seen too many Asians talk about politics, and for me I'm a big C-SPAN nerd and I follow politics and I someone found this and sent this to me like uh, a while ago and I thought it was hilarious that he was making constitutional jokes mm. and it just I, I just rolled over when I I, I heard some of these uh, punchlines and hopefully we can share some of this with our podcast uh, listeners as well too. And I'll only play for a minute. So uh, this is Joe Wong at the uh, White House Correspondents uh, Dinner uh, back in 2012. Barack Obama uh, is uh, president. Uh, Joe Biden is vice president. And I'm not sure he's going to get to the Joe Biden joke, but if he doesn't, I'll probably try to, I'll try to tell it. But it probably won't be as good as how Joe delivers it. But we got uh, a few jokes about uh, the Constitution. Uh, because uh, Joe had to go take a citizenship test, and these are the things that he had to uh, uh, think about uh, as he was going through this process. For me to become a U.S. citizen, I have to take this uh, American history lessons. Where they ask us questions like, who's Benjamin Franklin? We're like, oh. The reason our convenience store gets robbed? <laughs> I love it. And of course, Joe Biden is there. He's slamming his hand on the, uh, the dinner table and laughing away. Uh, later on, Joe says uh, he got a chance to read Joe Biden's autobiography. And today he got to meet Joe Biden in person. And of course, he says the book was much better. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart humor. Yeah, yeah very I smart really humor. like it. It's, uh... <laughs> and it's not easy to do that. No. It is, yeah, it's so... It's so hard to like insult people in a nice way, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I just thought that was great. So um, some of this stuff, when like Jenny, like you said, when it's not raunchy, when it's not just all this explicit stuff, and it makes you think about this or think in words in different ways, or there's a play on words, and it takes you a little while to come along with these comedians. I really truly appreciate uh, that a little bit more. I'm glad Joe Wong got a chance to do that and to do it at a really big stage at the uh, correspondence dinner. I think one thing that uh, make he stand out from all the other comedians is well, I think there are certain times he did joke about his own identity. For example, like that um, mm -hmm. the, uh, the the question that they asked for um, for for him to become the U.S. citizen. But 
I don't see he using that to be the only thing that、mm-hmm. he talked about. Like there are deeper, broader societal issue that he talked about that actually make the 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 theme or the content for his、uh, comedy. And I think that's important because I I've seen there are audience or there are like Asian comedians only talk about their Asian identity, only talking about、mm. the, the stereotype or their family drama. Then that makes you feel like okay. I just realized. I think I appreciate Asian comics who don't throw their people under the bus for、mm. the sake of humor,、mm. because you can still bring in your identity, make a commentary、mm-hmm. without completely throwing your people under the bus.、Yeah. And I think an example is like the small dick joke, like that. I、mm. can't stand. I actually heckled a guy、oh, at,、yeah? a, at a stand-up comedy show. He was the the opening, the person who was introducing all the the. the The comics that night, yeah. And for some reason, I don't remember like what the context was, but he said something about like, oh, at least I don't have a you know a small Asian dick. And I said, oh, and he was like, oh, who was that? And I was like, how many Asian dicks have you seen? Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> Did he answer? No. Oh, come on. No. But I'm just like, how? Like you talk like you're an expert, but like how many Asian dicks have you seen? Right. You know. I might edit that out. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> But I do think like a lot of the Asian comedians make fun of that. Like even like some of the like Jim Young mentioned that in the past. Like when he brought up this concept when he was talking about、uh, his girlfriend. Like oh, people are saying like oh, one of her girlfriend and saying you actually don't like Asians. Like what you mean by I don't like the Asians? And so basically he just put in that like small dick、uh, joke. And then made it as like, oh, I'm glad that you actually still made out with me, even though you had that impression on me in the first place. Breaking <laughs> <laughs> stereotypes. Yeah. So have have you ever used humor in the workplace to diffuse a situation, or you know, just like break the ice, or maybe I don't know. How do people use humor in the workplace? I have. So if I can tell a little story about my my first job is at Best Buy. I was about eighteen or so. Just got my first job. I just turned eighteen like a couple weeks ago. Got in. One of the supervisors came by,、uh, and of course, this is in Iowa, and I was working with a lot of、uh, other white coworkers. And this one supervisor asked me, "Hey,、uh, nice to meet you."、Uh, yada yada yada. Do you know karate? And I looked at him, and I said, "Stereotypically, I do." And I walked away. And a bunch of other guys who were around us kind of just laughed at him.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think he、uh, kind of got what I was trying to say.、Uh, later, he came back and apologized, and we actually became actually pretty good friends at work. But just saying that and walking away kind of diffused the situation for me a little bit because I really didn't want to have to. I mean, this is my first day at work. I didn't want to have to defend that or have to go into an explanation why I do or I don't. And why does it matter in the first place? I'm here to sell computers. Like,、mm-hmm. do I really need to know how to defend myself if I'm doing that in the Midwest? Probably not. I'm impressed. Did you think of that on the spot? I think yeah. I think it probably was on the spot. I mean, it's just I guess my crude sense of humor. Like growing up, like you know, there's a lot of us who are new immigrants to the states, and、uh, tempers get. Uh, very short, and people get into a lot of fights. That's something I try to avoid, and I think using that humor was something that allowed me kind of to escape the other side of it, just to be angry and fuming all the time.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, I rather just 
laugh at it, diffuse it. If it doesn't work, fine, whatever. But if it does work, I may get someone to actually think about some of this stuff I said a little bit longer, mm -hmm. and then we can talk about it. But yeah. I don't want to fight them over over this, yeah. you know. Just like like for for me as a guy, if someone told me I had a small dick, we probably get into a fight. This isn't mm -hmm. this isn't you know joking words. You know, this you know it's it's fighting words. Yeah, because I think most people in that situation would have done nothing. A lot of ah, people, I think, would just yeah. not have said anything. Possibly, I, I guess. I guess growing up for me, growing up in the Midwest, I really just had to figure it out. And I guess my wit. Uh, uh, I. Luckily, I had my wit with me that day. I respect that. So audience <laughs> members, if you ever get asked that question, now you know what to say. <laughs> Stereotypically, I do. <laughs> and that could apply to anything that's that's kind of like racist, like, oh, or do you eat only with chopsticks? Stereotypically, I do. Mm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually brought back to the article that Jelly you shared on like using humors in the workplace. Like I see people using that for the identity or the impression management uh, where the humor can both show to the other side that you actually wanted to align or engage with them mm -hmm. without like putting this like a confrontational upfront but still kind of like slightly defend on like hey this is not something that you are agreeing with so mm -hmm. showing your disagreement in a polite way mm -hmm. Yeah, and we'll put a link to that article. I mean, it was basically an article about the different strategies that certain people use to to respond to like racism in the workplace. And one of the things that they found was humor. So I think Doug, that example was great. You use humor to diffuse a situation, but also let them know that what they said was not okay. Ooh, I got lucky. Had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I was eighteen. <laughs> Such a precocious eighteen-year-old. Huh. Echo, do have you do you have any examples of using humor? I mean, so you use humor to diffuse a microaggression, but you could use humor for other things too, right? Just like mm -hmm. making the eyes. And that's why I felt like I need to learn more from Doc. Because in that situation, I will be totally like silent. What? What did you say? Gosh. But it does come with practice and knowledge of it. Like once you know how to respond, then the next time, like what Jenny mentioned, like yeah, we can literally like apply that to all the situations. You know. This brings back like one of the jokes that is kind of close to home, but like, you know how it's like one of those, it was a joke, but it was kind of close to home. Like growing up, I get uh, told a lot like, hey, immigrants came over here, you're taking our jobs, mm -hmm. right? And of course, like some, sometimes when like, you know, parents or folks who are in the community speak about that in, you know, or a certain region, like, you know, perpetuate those things, it gets passed down to, to younger folks. And, you know, as a teenager, in the Midwest, you know, I would hear that actually quite a bit. Like what? Like, give um, us an example. You know, you, you immigrants here, you guys don't speak English, you guys are here taking our jobs. And of course, some of my friends would sometimes say that too. They say it jokingly. Mm -hmm. And of course, I said, yeah, we're taking your jobs and we're going to take your white women too. Damn, Doug's got jokes for days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, what you had there uh, also got me thinking, I think this is coming from Jimmy Young. Um, like the, a while back, when people get like asked, like, hey, if you're Asian and people accuse you like taking their jobs and I think he responded as like well yeah it's not the startup job that we're taking over or something like that so meaning like hey you should look at 
whether the job that we are actually taking over versus the one that taking from you, meaning like, because the people who actually complain about this are probably like probably more of like a lower sort of like income kind of job that taking over away from from the folks. However, people who actually live here in the states are probably not even like that's not even their pool of ideal jobs. Hmm. I think that's interesting. I think it does depend on the era. I would say, like in maybe the '80s and the '90s, when you have、uh, Vietnamese, Hmong, and Cambodian immigrants coming over, like they were actually competing with the lower wage job. If you're meatpacking plants, your、uh, chicken Tyson chicken plants, and your like sewing plants, like the, the, you had, you were competing with other Asian immigrants that were willing to take、uh, worse conditions or poor conditions, and、um, you know a lower wage flip. It to now in the 2010s and maybe in 2020s, it's a little bit different when you have a more highly skilled、uh, set of folks coming in to、uh, maybe get educated over here and staying over here and getting、um, you know、uh, higher skilled jobs. You know, I, I think there are folks sometimes that, that could be envious, and I think that's one of the easiest things that they can do is to come to this neophytism, whether or、uh, whether just afraid of just new folks. Uh, coming in and taking their jobs, but you know it's you know it's been a perilous journey for them as well too. But they don't really talk about.、It. They just want to make it easy, and I think simplify and say like it's somebody else taking something away from them. But you know I'm sure that's not the case. Like everyone really has to work hard to really get a job. That's a good reframe. It is it is actually happening. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, I do think, especially with the manufacturing. Industry has shifting to China or some other Asian countries.、Mm-hmm. That also, that was like used in the presidential campaign. Like people literally saying like China is taking over our jobs,、mm-hmm. and so that's also something like had primed those audience to say, "Hey, you are the one that actually taking over my job." Yeah, I think. Oh gosh, we're gonna go into a little history lesson here. I think China ch-、uh, joined the World Trade Organization in the 1990s, and I think it changed their economy in, in a huge way.、Um, and of course, as、uh, they joined the World Trade Organization, a lot of the, like you said, the jobs and manufacturing was、uh, outsourced to to China. And you actually don't see a lot of actually、uh, manufacturing jobs in the U.S. anymore. We're a lot more of a service、uh, industry now. Yeah. And then COVID happened, and then they realized we need to bring some of those jobs back because if there is a pandemic and logistics stops, like、mm, what are we gonna do? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or to Mexico.、Uh, Jenny, do you have any、uh, examples?、Uh, examples that you uh, uh, of humor that you use to defuse a situation? I, I have a, a workplace dinner example. Yeah, let's hear it.、Um, and I use humor after the fact when I was kind of venting to my colleagues.、Um, I. May have told you this story before, but it was a sort of like a holiday dinner with colleagues when I was working、um, down in Colombia,、uh, South America,、um, and there was a bunch of professors, and there was one woman who tagged along. I didn't know who she was. She was German, and I just thought, oh, I hope I hope I don't have to sit next to her because she just had that look on her face, you know.、Mm. And it just so happens that she sits right next to me, and I'm like, okay, okay, here we go again. Like, I, I just knew she was one of those people who were gonna say something stupid.、Mm-hmm. And throughout the dinner, she kept on asking me questions like, or saying things like,、uh, "Oh, my husband and I know karate," and I'm like, "I'm Korean." <laughs> you know, she she asked me, so you know, what's your ethnic or where are you from? So I just、yeah. said I'm Korean American. I'm from the U.S. 
And then she said, "Oh, my husband and I really enjoy karate." And I'm thinking, Did she really say it that way? Karate. karate. Yeah, karate. Oh, yeah, she it. said karate. And As I'm if like, it would make it any better. Exactly. And I'm like, "Well, that's Japanese. I'm Korean." And I tried to steer the conversation back to something normal, like, "So, how are you? How are you enjoying Colombia? Like, what? Why right. are you? What brought you to South America?" Yeah. But she kept on like going back to, "Oh, I just love your people's culture." And I was like, "What? What do you mean by my people's culture?" So loaded. Yeah. So I just like ask questions, and yeah. I think she she kind of just like disengaged after that because yeah. I wouldn't give it to her. Right. Yeah. What does that mean? Your culture. Yeah, yeah. Your people culture. And I wanted to say a few words to her because, for yeah. some context, she was a German living in South America. So、uh-huh. I had、mm. some things that I wanted to say, but there were other Germans at the table who were nice. Like they were not microaggressing me, so I didn't、yeah. want to like rock the boat. Yeah. But in my head, I was just like, I wanted to ask her. So your grandparents were they in the war? Which side were they on? Jenny, <laughs> as a Korean American, do you get asked? Whether you're from the north or south. Oh, I get that all the time. <laughs> all the time. So one time, one time. So this is not. This didn't happen at work, but this happened with one of my friends'、um, parents. So she was a white woman, a white British lady, and I said, "Oh, my my family were South Korean, or we're Korean." And she's like, "South or North?" And I actually said North Korean, and I kept a straight face, and I was like, "Yeah, we came over Korea." There、yeah. are like thousands of defectors every year to South、yeah. Korea, and that's how my family came over. So yeah, yeah my family from North Korea. My friends were all cracking up. Yeah, because did they... you tell you were a sleeper cell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but going back to the first example, I I complained to some of my colleagues afterwards, and I was just like, I could have said all this thing about like her being a Nazi. You know, why are you living in South America? It's、yeah. because you're escaping. You know, your the war crimes that your、mm, family your parents, committed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of interesting about there are also distinction on some people with good intent but really poor knowledge, or、mm. even like Star Wars, like bad intent. And in that case, I probably see that as more like a former, like meaning like this lady might want to just be more. Showing like she can get along with you, and、mm-hmm. she wanted to be part、mm-hmm. of your conversation. <laughs> yeah, but it just poor knowledge make her feel like very ignorant. So should I forgive her because she had good intention? <laughs> well, <sighs> I don't think this can be the excuse for people who actually <laughs> display this aggression on other people. But rather, <laughs> I think it's only fair if we get to ask those people the same questions. Like you know, I asked Jenny that because you know I get asked that as a Vietnamese person all the time. And here's the thing: like I want to ask my American. Wait, well, friend, what do you? What do they ask you? Oh,、uh, are are you from North Vietnam or South Vietnam? Oh, okay. You know, and of course, like I want to ask, like, well. Did your family fight with the Confederate, or were they with the Union? I want to know. I want to know. know. Are you? I want to know what's in your blood. Are you a slaver? Are you a? Are or are you a Yankee? I want to know. <laughs> and 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 you know what? That's good. Do you have slave owners in your family? Let's talk about that. Yeah,、uh, I just want to. Yeah, I do that just to turn it back on them because I'm like, yeah, I know your history too. I want to talk about your history too. Who, whose land did you take away from? <laughs> You know, like it's you know it's just some of these silly questions that they're trying to I think ask. I don't think like I feel like you said I don't think they understand the intention, uh, that the the intention they have may be good, but the questions they ask sometimes are bad. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, and you know what? I made it very. The reason why I got so pissed was I made it very easy for her because I kept on turning the conversation back to, so what are you doing in South America? How do you like it? Mm-hmm. And she kept on turning it back to your people, your culture, your yeah. global. <laughs> and she probably feel like she's making an effort too, <laughs> and that's the issue. Like she probably felt like, oh, I know all those history you all have, and I can show like I really wanted to bond with you, but mm-hmm. it's just in the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid things. <laughs> just, just keep the conversation human. Like you know. Yeah. You know,、uh, what do you study? What do you do? How do you, how do you like living in the city? You know, just、yeah. and then. What are your interests? Exactly, and then naturally, if you really want to know about that cultural background, like, oh, come up in conversation. There are ways you could ask it, but be like, oh, I know karate. <laughs> like, please. I mean, if they start out with that, we're nihao. I mean, that's a. Oh, that's nihao a... or konnichiwa. Yeah. I've never gotten annyeonghaseyo. No one has ever said. Really. That's so. It's always nihao or konnichiwa. So I was in Tulum last well two weeks ago, and I was like buying this ticket from the national park, and the guy was like konnichiwa, and that's it. Like I was like,、uh, I saw like nihao is more common for Asian, and I was like, okay, I don't speak Japanese. Thank you. <laughs> I find this hilarious because as you know, an Asian American, if I only knew to say hello to somebody in English, and I stopped there. It wouldn't be that great, but how do other people get away with that? It makes no sense to me. Oh, you can say hello. That's wonderful,、mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, I can speak a full, complete sentence in English. You can speak English with me. It's all right. So where are we? Did you put the last one, the numping Asian with white? Oh, that's that's a that's that happened when I was working in、um, at a company. So、what、here I, comes with another example from Debbie. Oh,、uh, another example. <laughs> yeah. Are we still doing more examples? I think so. Example. Oh, so that that example was one of my white colleagues was saying how we don't have to look at the engagement survey results by Asians; they just lump them with whites. And I was like, I I just said you know Asians are not white. You know, since when are we white? Yeah, I'm not sure if this will make it to the cut, but、yeah. actually, I had something. I mean, it's not; it wasn't humorous for me at all. I was in my first research methods course in like Northern Iowa. I was actually working with, I think, all white women on this like student project, and we were doing demographics. I'm like, yeah, insisted we had all these different like you know races and ethnicities,、mm-hmm. and like, can it be just white and other? And I'm like, I didn't know how to respond to that. I'm like, well, maybe in this class, but do we actually utilize this on campus? Probably not. You know, I really, you know, and the fact that I think this person was so dismissive of it is just, gosh, I'm like, is this what it's going to be like?、Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of it's frustrating that you you know you see people like that. Very white centric. It is. It is. Going back to the humor, like how would you respond to that now, today? If you want a job, no. <laughs> we can't、right. have a survey just white and other. White and other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we just want to be included, guys. We just want to be. We、included. just want to be included. <laughs> and you know, I'm really glad that we like at least like I, I feel in terms of like comics, I feel like we are more so.、Mm, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like in the '90s, like I when in the '90s when I grew up, I was watching. Uh, I listened to records with I think Bill Cosby, George Carlin, 
I listened to uh, Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. I watched In Living Color, which is mostly uh, a lot of black folks plus Jim Carrey and one one Asian guy. I think his name is something Park. I want to say it's not, Peter, it's, not, it's not Peter Parker. It's not the Peter Park. It's oh, not, I forgot Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she was big in the, I think in the 90s, she had mm -hmm. her own, she had the first Asian TV show. Right, family TV yes, show. Yes. That I, I don't think it ever took off. Is that right? I remember watching that. Did you? When yeah, I tell was me about Hawaii. Margaret. I just remember watching that. It was about an all American, Asian American mm -hmm. family. Back then, like Martin and Sinbad and like, mm. Fresh Prince, those were like the TV mm -hmm. shows you watch. And then you had an Asian American version of that. And then it was just like about an Asian American family. I never saw her, but I heard of her name. I think I started, I looked up some of her uh, stand up uh, recently, and she actually joked about it. And she's like, you know, I was the first one to actually have a comedy show that's centered around Asian and Asian Americans. And it was so bad that they, they took us off for a generation. Oh, right? oh my goodness. Until fresh Talk off, about the, right? the burden. Yeah. And then till, it wasn't until I think uh, Fresh Off the Boat yeah. Yeah. came back on that yeah. that was uh, central again. And of mm -hmm. course, even with Fresh Off the Boat, I think we had people feeling that they had to represent all types of Asians, but you know, the fact that we got to see some of it was just, it was just amazing. You know, I, I just didn't think that was really there in the nineties. Market Cho was probably there, but I, even I missed her. Like I didn't, I wasn't watching the channels that she was on. I watched. First time part of me. Yeah. I'm a lot of Keenan Ivory Wayne, Marlon Wayne, Sean Wayne, Jimmy Oh, the Carey. Wayne brothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Fox, uh, David Allen Greer. I mean, those are the comics that I, I grew up at that made me laugh every, yeah. every weekend. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad to see that there are more comics. Joe Wong, Ali Wong, right? Yeah. Joe uh, Coy is another one. Yeah. yeah. American guy. Who else? Ronnie Chang. Yeah. Oh my goodness. How could I forget oh Ronnie Chang? Oh my gosh. He's yeah. great. Always angry Asian man. <laughs> he's good. I've seen him live a few times. Yeah. At the Daily Show? Uh, or does no. he have oh, his own yeah, stand up? He was, um, he, he showed up at the stand up um, comedy clubs that we used to go to when I was living in New York. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you actually see him in night. Mm hmm. Yep. Can I add one more? Yeah, yeah. And one of my favorite shows is actually uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh, there was this guest host that came on. It was actually Karen Chi, and I had no idea who Karen Chi was. Karen Chi is this Korean American uh, woman who actually worked for the Late Show with I think uh, Seth Meyers, and she had a bit. But she had uh, she was guest hosting on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me, and Peter Sagal rarely gets off air, and the fact that he did, and then somehow Karen Chi got on there. It was amazing because I think the one episode I, I was listening to, she had Randall Park on, <gasps> and oh. she was roasting Randall Park. And it was just really nice to have one Asian person roast another Asian person. Uh -huh. And when you have like Asian people roasting each other, you could say like, well, it's clearly not about race. She's clearly just trying to get to him. Yeah. And I think it was hilarious, and it just made me laugh out loud and I just looked into her just a little bit more, but she guest hosted a couple times on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. She had a little skit on um, Seth Meyers on um, Asian Pacific, uh, APIA Heritage Month. And we can probably play that uh, in a little bit, uh, tips that she gave to uh, late night TV watchers. And it, it's something really nice to just see a young up and coming 
uh, Asian American artists grow and just also just be freaking hilarious. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's what representation does for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. So she's a comic. Yeah. Okay. This weekend, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because I like Randall Park too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Okay. I'll find the link and I'll, I'll, I'll clip it to that part where she starts roasting Randall Park. Randall Park. Okay. And we'll play a little bit on the podcast when you're okay. editing. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. Great. So, way to conclude our episode today with another chat GPT haiku. Yes, the haiku about Asian comedy. Okay. Eastern humor shines, chuckling giggles join entwines. Asian comedy is fine. I actually don't know how to interpret that Eastern humor shines because I can we just say humor shines exactly? We've been missing a couple syllables. (laughs) It's a haiku. (laughs) Should we conclude our? episode today yeah yeah well thanks for tuning in to another episode of hidden in plain sight your podcast for all things asian catch us later on the next episode thank you thank you loved you in your rom-com Always Be My Maybe, which is, it was just like an instant classic, and it was starring you and Ali Wong, um, and for people who didn't know, uh, Ali's character picks you over Keanu Reeves, and yeah. I was just wondering, if Keanu showed up at your door and declared his love for your wife, do you think she would pick you too? Um, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> 